Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Hey there. Steve here from Baked and Awake. Just stopping by here at Color Me Dead today to tell you all that my show, Baked and Awake, is a podcast about cannabis, conspiracies, and you. New episodes come out weekly, and Baked and Awake can be heard on iTunes and everywhere serious podcasts are found. Thanks for giving me a chance to say hello today, Angel and Nikki. Now, let's all get back to our regularly scheduled program of Murder Most Foul. So, but then, let's talk about a few things before we get into this fucking episode. Episode 40 fucking 6. 46, Fargas. 46, this is my 22nd. Nice. I know, so weird. I feel like I just started. It goes by fast, though. There's lots of work that goes into it that makes life go by fast. One of our favorite sponsors. It's our favorite sponsor. So, Studio Sweden, you guys, they're the ones that sponsor us with the headphones. They've got in the ear, over the ear, lots of colors to choose from. All the colors. All the colors. Um, I highly recommend you go check them out at studio.com. S-U-D-I-O dot com. Use the promo code ColorMeDead for 15% off. So definitely check those out. They're worth every penny. The battery life is amazing. It's forever. Also check us out on Patreon. If you want to come over there and donate, go to patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast. We're going to talk about more of this at the end of the show. So you can also check us out at PayPal, um, color me dead podcast at gmail.com. If you would prefer to make donations one time or reoccurring that way. Yeah. And if you want to just donate but you don't want the you don't want the reoccurring or whatever, we'll still send you out some stickers. A sticker. Stickers for we, your donation. We, we will always make sure that even if you choose no longer to donate, we've got stuff coming that we're anxiously awaiting. Oh so excited. And you are still going to get your packs. Yes, Here if you've cancelled within the last month. You're You'll still going to get perks. Delegate your perks that yeah. we had going before. Absolutely. Let's right. talk about the book that we have used for the research in this. Yes. It's called The Dating Game Killer by Stella Sands. And thank you so much. Anybody wants to check it out? It's an amazing, extremely detailed book. We've given you lots of the details, but there's even more in there. And Not I, of the good gory shit, though. We I put all that shit in. So let's recap some shit. We have Rodney Alcala, Alcala, who so far we've covered Talia Shapiro, the eight-year-old that was kidnapped and had her had had her head bashed in mm-hmm. and was raped but survived. Mm. Um, 
We also had Cornelia, who was also AKA Michael Creeley, whose murder was unsolved and eight years later, still no information. We talked about 13 year old Julie who was kidnapped and she was the young lady that was actually forced to like uh, smoke weed and have a French kiss from a, <sighs> from a nasty motherfucker. <sighs> yeah. So she was um, plied with um, illicit substance and was molested orally. I guess that's the Oh, nicest. my God. If you can't make it worse, you're going to go ahead and say it like that. Well, I mean. It's true, though. I mean, I'm not wrong. No, you're not. Um, And this all came from fuck, fucking Rodney. Yes, fucking um, so anyway, Rodney. So Ellen Hover, who was missing, but her remains were finally discovered. Then we had Jill Barkham, Charlotte Lamb, Jill Patrono who were all murdered. And then we talked to you about Monique Hoyt, who was raped, but escaped. And then we left you off with Robin, Robin, Robin. Robin Samso, the 12 year old blonde haired, blue eyed girl who was actually like an official missing person. Yeah. We left off right where she was like midnight. You're, it's official. You're missing. Fuck. Do you know how much anxiety that gives me? It gives me all the anxiety. And thinking to about... To have daughters? Well, having daughters and thinking about all of the places that I rode my bike when I was little. I rode my bike everywhere. And we didn't have so cell did phones. I. I didn't call and tell my mm-hmm. dad that I was there. Because it was no. mostly when I was over living or staying with my dad during the summer. Rode my bike everywhere. We would leave those houses, go to other houses. Like, Dude, we were all over the fucking place. I rode like, my bike to and from school every we, day. Um, I didn't get to ride my bike because I lived kind of, oh, I lived a long way from my school, but we would leave when the sun came up. Yeah. And we didn't come back until the sun went down. And it was like 12 to 14 hours uh-huh. of... You didn't know where the fuck your kids were, and you just hoped. And I lived in Bakersfield. Like, I, I was in Roosevelt, Utah, but. <laughs> it would have been a seat. Now, when I moved to Roosevelt, that's a little bit different kind of danger because then you're in the gulch. You can drown. There's badgers. You can get horse tossed. Like, well, you know, different danger. Where my dad was, mm-hmm. you know, where my in dad town. lives. Yeah. To the hospital. That was like the range of places that I went. I never really went across the street or any, like across the highway. But this was in what, 79? Not the same. But I was only 10 years later when I was doing mine, when I was Mm -hmm. roaming around everywhere like that. I'm kind of glad that we, for the most part, I spent my time in uh, small towns. Yeesh. I know. I don't look forward to my adult children leaving me and going to college because Paige is like, she's fucking pumped. Yeah, because they don't see this side. They see the side where they get to go do what they want. Why are you worried about me? And they've got new friends. Give her this book before she goes. Here's some reading material. Don't ever be alone. Wow. I'm serious. Right? If we so, got to scare it into them. Fuck. I know. If I have to fucking terrify my children, I guess this is how we're going to I'm not it. above it. Jesus Christ. Uh, so just to refresh you on her disappearance, 
Robin and her friend Bridget had been at the beach earlier. Now that was the day that the creepy dude and the plaid shirt and the slacks because everybody up. dresses like that for the beach. In, he probably had dress shoes and shit on too. Like, in the fucking dirt, in the sand. Because in the book, it talked about how much he stuck out. Well, yeah, I can fucking imagine. gas. He didn't I have can his fucking imagine that you're dead. He didn't have his cut off shorts. Well, now. <laughs> I mean, you're not fucking wrong. (laughs) Do you just get that vision? Yes. Well, that's where he was like, let me take your picture. That freaks me out. They're 12. I know. (laughs) I wouldn't even, as a grown-ass adult, if somebody was like, let me take your photo, I'd be like, "Mm -mm, no, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to creep or get it like I would, so move along. Right. (laughs) I'm going to need you to... Off is the direction in which you, you need to fuck. fuck. That way. Over, <laughs> over there. <laughs> so Bridget's neighbor saw what was going on, and she went over there and shut it down and then walked him home. Now, Robin left Bridget's house on Bridget's bike and then just... No more. Disappeared. And they were even walked home by Bridget's... Neighbor. Neighbor, who dropped them off, made mm-hmm. sure they were safe, so... He was clearly lurking. Oh, yeah. He was being a fucking nasty little fucking lurking, creeping piece of shit. A twat. Twat. Fuck. Elias, Fiergas, you fucking twat. You're a fucking twat sack. I'm not even going to let him be called Fergus. Fucking Rodney. (laughs) You fucking twat. (laughs) You fucking creep. Those are little babies. Yeah, dude. It's it. Nope. Anyway, the next day, Detective Craig Robison was assigned to the case. He started from the very beginning and he had kind of covered all the tracks and basically did what police the night before had already done in an attempt to learn as much as he could about Robin's disappearance. So he's questioning people. He's following the tracks. He's talking to the aunt that walked him home and talking Mm -hmm. to the friend like, Calling neighbors. You're fucking wasting time. Well, he wasn't in on it the night before. So he's trying to double track, make sure that he knows everything that they know. So I don't think it's a waste of time. I don't know, man. I I think if you have I think if you have basic information and statements, you need to broaden that. Yeah. Investigation past what has already been done. And I understand wanting to double check and make sure that what has been done is on point. But at the same time, have others going other ways. Yes. Your thing. Please. Because there's like 36 to 48 hours before that fucking kid's not going to get found. In her case, it, there well, wasn't anything. Yeah, I know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you, well, sorry. You, you fucking said it. There we go. And I got fucking sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bridget was taken to see Marilyn Drose, who was a forensic sketch artist. Drose had a story about Bridget when she was drawing. Mm-hmm. She would try to erase it, and the and the eraser was like, like leaving cr- the residue. Like, oh, like crumbling. And she was and getting like making... pissed. She's like, oh, okay. "What the hell is going on here?" Bridget took the eraser, wiped it on the carpet, cleaned it up, gave it back to Draws, and that was kind of like a technique that she picked up now. Yeah, that's she'll like always remember Bridget because of that. A little kid fucking showed you how to handle that. Yeah. 
I know. While she's trying to give you a sketch of the person that took her fucking best friend. friend. Yeah. Dude, let's just make something very clear. If somebody kidnaps you, they better pray to Jesus I don't find them. That's why you feed me. They ain't taking me anywhere. You keep me hefty. Did you want... Do you need more cheeseburgers, Pat? Oh, oh fucking, did you want a meatloaf sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> On June 23rd, 1979, the sketch was actually released. So, the newspapers were saying that a 12-year-old Huntington Beach girl had gone missing and is feared kidnapped. Um, you should see the picture. We'll try to post one of mm. the sketch. It's a pretty... Fucking good sketch. Yeah, it's a pretty detailed sketch. That looks a lot like him. A 24-hour hotline was actually set up for anybody that had any information. Robin's family was taken in for questioning yet again. And this time they were asking about, like, scars, birthmarks. Does she have any, like, distinguishing anything that we can use? While they were in there, the detectives informed Robin's mother of Monique Hoyt's rape and kidnapping and another murder of two... Why would you fucking... Sorry. And two other boys. Her fucking baby is gone. Because they were trying to prepare her for what might Might happen. happen. Because all of that had been going on in that time. And they were like... And seeing the sketch and Monique Hoyt and... They okay, were like, so let me, okay. As a mother, if you were a mother and you were looking for your baby and a police officer came into a room and was like, oh, by the by, this little girl got raped. But straight. would you want to hear that? Like if you were waiting to see where your kid was? If I was her, I would already have all of those thoughts in my mind. Yeah, but do you need somebody to reiterate that for you? And Probably. Fucking, I'll reiterate you. I don't know. I'm a worst case scenario thinker. So am I. So I'm the kind that's like, going to think of it the worst case. And then if it's anything better yeah, than that, it, that's good. Okay. But does, let me ask you this. Girlfriend to girlfriend. Does it make it worse when somebody else says it to you? Like you might be thinking it. But no, because I've already thought it. Right. But if somebody else says it, it like reaffirms it for me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It doesn't make it any worse for me, but for some people it might. Because I think of everything the worst way it possibly can be before. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask on that. I don't know. I think we're both a little too nervous. Funny enough, that same day, Akala straightened his hair because he was like, oh, I'm sick of my fucking curls. I wonder why. A sketch just Um, came out of you with curly hair. Oh, goodness. Does that look like you? So he went and straightened his fucking hair. Apparently, the slime ball also had a girlfriend. Her name was Elizabeth Keller, and they had been dating since April, and apparently they did quite a bit together. Oh, they go to the movies. They go take pictures. She's obsessed with his photography. By June 26th, after all of this went down, um, Alcala, Alcala, was sick of the straight hair, and so he cut it all off. Oh, oh. you dirty bitch. Funny he was how that sick works. of that hair. It was too heavy. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly why you fucking cut it off, is because it was heavy and you were sick of it. You know, But no. No. No, you weren't. No, bitch. I see through your lie. That same day, which was June 26th, mm-hmm. 
They had been getting some promising calls from the hotline that they set up. One of them was a parole officer. His name was Dennis McNutt. McNaught. McNaught? All I could think of was Dennis McNulty from a few stories ago. The mm, Yeah, mm-hmm. from that cut Yeah, but sack. when I see, like, uh, anyway. Anyway. Utah. Utah. Get me toe. <laughs> he said he had a parolee that fit the description and was a photographer. Not long after that, they received a call from Donald Haynes. If you remember who Donald Haynes was, he was the guy that followed oh, Cunt Butter when mm-hmm. he was trying to pick up Talia. Anyway, he called the hotline. <laughs> he called the hotline and told them he thinks that the sketch looks a lot like the guy that took Talia and they they need to go look into it like fucking now. Mm-hmm. Right fucking now. Detective Robinson went. Go, go now. Get your shit. Get your shit. Fucking jet boots. And get the fuck out of here. For real. Yeah. Now. Now. Detective Robinson went to Riverside to get Akella's mug shot because, okay, we're in the late 70s. You can't just send it on your cell phone. You can't email it. I don't even know if they had faxes. I don't. Do you have a fax? Do you have a fucking fax? Clearly they didn't. I don't even. Dude, I honestly think fax machines didn't come out until. 80s, right? Early 80s. Yeah. So. We're probably wrong. Who knows? We're wrong I'm I'm wrong on a lot of things. Have you seen my fucking life? Have you seen me? Have you looked at me? He went to Riverside to get the mug shot. Detective. Art Droz, who happened to be the husband of Marilyn Droz, who was the sketch artist, decided to wait because he had special interest in it because he knew that his wife was involved doing the sketch for it. So he's like, right. I want to know what the fuck is going on here. When they got the mugshot back, they realized the sketch and the mugshot were similar and he officially became a person of interest. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I watched that last night. I am Iron Man. When Art Droz got home that evening, he turned on the TV for background noise. Background! The background noise. But the background noise is a real fucking thing. Like, I do it while I'm reading. I did it while I was writing this episode. I was watching movies. Um, he was reading the newspaper, and he had that. He had the TV on for background noise. But guess what came on TV? Tell the me. dating game show. Oh! He heard. Let's hear it for our first contestant, Rodney Akala. Akala. I'll say it like that because they said it only for this part. But fuck him. I hope I'm saying it wrong. Well, because fuck him. Fuck he can him. be Rodney Al. What did we call it? Akala. Alcala. No, we call him Alcala because we're from the Uinta Basin and we talk like a bunch of hicks. So I'll say it how the fuck I want. We do, we do with everything else here. It like, much like we do everything else. I'll do yeah. what the fuck I want. So I'll say this how I want and I hope it's wrong and I hope it's disre- disrespectful, you dirty cunt. Because you fuck yeah. are toenail scum. Scum. Scum bitches. Fungus. Lysian <laughs> fungus. You've, You've got, got fungus. fucking toenail fungus. Yeesh. We're going to call it the Alcala. <laughs> Hell yes. When, when he like figured it out that it was him on TV, he called the station because the other guys were still there and told them, turn on your TV like right fucking now. Like, hey, fuck, check, check this, this out. out. They thought he they, he was teasing. They're like, oh, you're nah, funny. Yeah, right. So they turned it on. And they look at it and they're like, right, no, 
they turn it on just in time to see him blow his kiss at the end like he just oh, won. no. Yes. Because she picked him. Yes. So yes. they're stunned. Everybody's fucking stunned at this point. Like, Jesus fuck. He's out killing people and he's on the dating game show. Like, oh, no, he's picking up new fucking victims. Do you think that they checked to see if she was still alive? Like, let's see. Let's do a wellness check on this bitch. No. 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 Probably not. The next day, they sent a detective down to the TV station to get a copy of the tape, though. They ran a background check and found out that he had been arrested in their department before. Guess who it was? Julie. Hmm. They had a lot of calls that were coming in from the hotline. So they had a lineup of six men. They wanted him to come in and identify, say, is this the guy that was photographing? Fuck. Uh, Photographing. That too. Okay. Photographing (laughs) you on the beach because it was mostly people that were on the beach that had called those two girls that we talked about in the last episode. They were some of them. So they put them in a lineup and every single person picked him out of the lineup. Every single person. Weird. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. June 28th, Sergeant Jenkins sent two detectives to where Alcala was living with his mama. And they were going to see what kind of vehicle he drove. That was, like, basically it. They wanted to see what kind of vehicle he drove. They were, like, casing the joint. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. They found out that he drove a little blue Datsun Datsun station wagon. Oh, he's got a fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're classy. Classy as fuck. It was newer, too. Like, it was kind of a sweet-ass ride. He pulled out of the driveway, but then, like, they watched him drive down the road, and he pulled into a driveway and or into a parking lot. Yeah, but there were no other attempts, like, made to apprehend him. Not that night. Not that night. No, because all they were trying to do was find out what he was driving. That was it. Like, that was the main goal. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Because I guess they had to see him in what he drove. I'm not sure. Okay. So, from here, we're going to jump back. Back. I could have done it like simultaneously, but I wanted to do each story separate. No, so we're going to jump back to June 20th. I like the way you write these stories because it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Do you remember those? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so we're jumping back to June 20th, which was the uh, afternoon that Robin went missing. About 50 miles away, 20-year-old Dana Crappa, who was a forestry service and seasonal firefighter, I'm not a hundred percent sure how to pronounce that. Is it Crappa? Is it Crappa? Because they're both bad. I say Crappa because I'm immature and I like to make it the most (laughs) immature way possible. Crappa. Crappa. All right, go. And she kind of fucked this whole thing, so I'll say her name shitty too. She was a seasonal firefighter. She was headed to work for a five-day shift. About 5 p.m., she was driving up Santa Anita Canyon Road. I think that's the right road. I Hopefully, I didn't type it in wrong because, fuck, sorry. She saw a 1976 Datsun F-10 station wagon parked in a turnout. The only reason she really paid attention because she had another, or because she had a car almost just like it. So, you know, when you see your own car, you're like, look, it's my car. Yeah. Oh, look, look, look. I do it with escapes. Every time I see one that looks like mine, I'm like, oh, look, it's my car. Yeah. But. If I see a car like mine, I'm like, look, there's my car. It's it's me. Oh, but she noticed something a little bit off. A little strange. There was a dark haired man forcefully taking a little blonde girl through a dry stream bed. He was, like, forcing her. Not, like, he wasn't grabbing her, but he was, like, making well, her go. 
he, yeah, let's, I don't know how you would want to explain that to somebody where she's not being drugged, but she's being forced. They said in the book that word they used was steering, like forcefully steering, but not without like pushing her. Like, I don't know what that means. Steering? Yeah, I don't know. It's if like he she's had not a or... fucking go-kart. No, I don't know what that means. But... While she's looking over that way to figure out what's going on. She describes him as looking straight through her. Um, can I just tell you that's one Good. of the fucking eeriest descriptions ever? Me too. That he gave was, me the chills. He was staring right through me. However, no. she just kept driving. Why? Didn't think no. anything of it. She was what like, well, that was kind of fucked up, but I'll just keep going. Like, she's thinking about whatever. Like, She's not a mom. No. She's only 20. Yeah, no, she's not a mom because any mom would have stopped and been like, I will karate chop you in your fucking nuts. And not that she, like, I understand being 20 and being seeing something like that. And like you said, she's not a mom. Yeah, so but she it could have been a dad things. with a kid mm-hmm. and been like, you're in fucking trouble and like steering yeah. them. I know I know you don't want to go fucking hiking, but we're going to go fucking hiking. We're going to have a good I, fucking time. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Walk. But like as a mom, I would have stopped and been like, baby, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And been like, you take your fucking hand off that kid right now or right I'm going to let this dog out of this truck and you're going to be gonna fucking sad. Yeesh. Yeesh. On the evening of June 22nd, Crappa was returning to her barracks after work, so two days later, she saw the same fucking station wagon in a different turnaround, but it was not that far away from the last one that she saw. Okay, come on. The same guy was there, but this time he was covered in dirt, like his front was all dirty, like he'd been digging or playing in the dirt, because... a grown man plays in the fucking dirt. dirt. And there was dirt on the car tires. She got all creeped out again. But don't worry, she shouldn't say fucking shit to anybody. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I hope... Ugh. Ugh. We'll, we'll get into her later. Like, I feel both sides, but goddammit. No, because I've stopped and gotten into some shit with some people that some of it has been completely innocent. Yeah. Some of it has not been. And it didn't stop me from getting involved either way. And you know me. I know you, but she's more like me. But I would have told somebody. You can at least fucking say something to uh-huh. somebody. Because but I get into, I'm like, fuck you. Like, let's do this shit. Where's fucking... the little girl? Why are you covered in dirt? What the fuck is going on? But she's 20. She's scared to death. This yeah, guy is a creepy motherfucker. She doesn't want to stop. She could have been the next victim. So I don't know. Fuck that if I'm going to let a little kid get fucked up because I'm a pussy. Well, here's where it gets better. Sorry. On June 25th, around 7, 7.30, she couldn't, like, shake that creepy feeling. So she went back to the same spot, mm-hmm. looked around just to make sure nothing strange had happened. When she went back, this time the Dotson wasn't there. And she was glad. She was like, I don't want to see that creepy motherfucker again. No more. No more. No mo. So she walked down to the ravine. The ravine. The ravine. The ravine. What she found stopped her dead in her tracks. Guess what it was? I bet you can't guess. A dead body. But guess what she does? Goes back to her car. She sits there for a few minutes, freaks the fuck out, composes herself, and leaves without telling anybody what she saw. Not a goddamn soul. Not one person. Why? Why not? I have no idea. Like, she just fucking, she unearths the body 
of a little girl that she could have saved. And see, it was kind of dark at that point. So she didn't, I think she just saw like a flash of the body, freaked the fuck out and left. She didn't see what size it was. She didn't see a whole Whatever. lot about it. I, I Either don't way, I don't sh- give like, a fuck. No, no, I don't want to shit on a person that like has fucking guilt, remorse, sees that kind of stuff, panics. Because but tell I'm not, somebody. I know. I'm not in that position, but still I'm like, <sighs> motherfucker, are you for real? You I could underst- have fucking prevented that. I understand not saying anything to anybody going front and back because that guy's creepy, whatever. But when you find a body, that's the point where you should say something to somebody. No, she should have fucking said something when she saw a little girl looking weird and some creepy motherfucker well, staring a baby into the fucking woods. They work for the forest service. I'm sure they could have gotten somebody to go check it out. If she had fucking said something, Fergus. Fergus, fuck. Jesus Christ. You know she's beating herself up. As I, I said, we'll get back into that here in a little bit. Right. On June 29th, she was working on spring, uh, on a spraying crew. Yeesh. So with William, I don't know how to say that. I think it's Popkey. Popkey. Popke? Pokey. Po. Popkey? Popkey? Anyway, William in this area. Now, he picked up what he thought was a bone from a dead deer and tossed it at Crappa. And mm. she flipped the fuck out. Rightfully so. Because they're be like, right, oh, fuck. They're right in that right, area. Right. And she didn't fucking say nothing. Still. And he's flipping fucking bones at her. So, yeah. It could have been a baby bone. Well, he thought it was a dead deer. Well, you already said that. Sorry. I I just can't. I can't. I know. He wasn't sure why she was overreacting because they kind of did this shit all the time. Like, they were playing, flipping dirt clods, slinging shit at each other. Yeah. Well, fuck, dude. I do it when I'm out. Like, I'll... If I see, like, a deer hoof or something, yeah. I'll fucking fling it at my husband. My kids pick them up and pack them around. I'm like, you're fucking gross, but whatever. Could you fucking not? Yeah. Put that shit down. Well, the first thing I always ask them is, is that a human bone? They're like, no, mom. I'm like, I, are yeah, you sure? Are you sure? Mm. I don't know. I've picked up a few that I'm, I've <laughs> It's a little iffy. Let's put that one down. I'm like, Let's, uh, that one needs to go back down. Just, just um, a little bit. On July 2nd, they were working in the same spot again. And this time, William saw the human skeleton. Mm-hmm. And William immediately knew why. Crappa had freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Because. He put two and two, two together. together. Like, you fucking knew what was yeah. down here. He immediately notified his dispatcher. And shortly uh, shortly after the, the investigators arrived. Now, William told them that he had seen the bones on the 29th. But at that time, he really thought it was an animal. He thought it was a deer. Because of the 4th of July holiday, the body was not autopsied until... Uh, the sixth. Yeah. Why do you wait? It's a body, though. That's a big holiday for unknown remains. Just wondering. Know. Like, they're, I don't the, know. the dates on this fucking fuck with me. The also, timeline. Also, keep in, keep in mind that this was back in, like, late 70s, early 80s, and so... They didn't have the same fucking protocol that they use now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the autopsy stated that the portions of the hands and the left foot were fucking absent. 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 So were they, what the fuck happened to them? 
Fiergas. Did you fucking steal a foot? Disarticulation of the skull and upper three cervical vertebrae from the remains of the cervical vertebrae were like gonzo, right? Yeah, because her head, it was decapitated. Remnants of the soft tissue was present in the jaws, the pharynx, left temporal muscle, orbits surrounding the rib cage into the lumbar, the thoracic vertebrae, the vertebral column, pelvis, and remnants attached to the bone of the extremities. So there was a muscle tissue still holding on. Brownish soft tissue was firm yet mummified. Extensive evidence of animal erosion. Animal erosion? What the fuck? Hand absent bilaterally, apparently due to animalization erosion. They chewed on her. Well, she's been there. We're on July right. 2nd she's been there that she got found. Found. She was found on Fion. July 2nd. I don't want your, your life. life. No, that's what's but happened. June is 20th to July 2nd. She's been... Eaten on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume it was... Everything. Everything out there. It's going to be birds. And it's going to be shit like coyotes, coyotes, foxes, whatever you have in California that eats things, all the fucking things. Because I had a fucking coyote steal a cat out of my backyard when I lived at fucking Rancho del Oro. Uh, Her hand absent bilaterally, apparently due to animalization. No tool marks, tooth marks, tool, tool marks. Chop marks or saw marks, so it had to be critters. Yeah, they were chewing on her. He didn't remove her hands. That was just no. They fucking chewed on her, Mm -hmm. and I guarantee it was a fucking coyote. Um, skull consistent with a Caucasian race, uh, estimated at fifty-seven and a fourth inches. No front teeth. I was thinking that maybe she didn't have her front teeth because she lost them, but she's 12. She's way past that. She's lost most of her teeth by then. Naturally. Yeah. They weren't naturally missing. Oh. Like a little kid who lost their teeth. She's older than that. So. I don't know. I didn't lose some of my teeth until I was 15. Two front teeth. Though, or your front yeah. teeth. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's, I'll give you that. That's second or third grade. Because of the advanced decay, they couldn't tell what the cause of death was or if the person had actually been molested. Once it was determined that it was a young girl, the police looked into Robin Samso's remains and her disappearance. Guess what? They called her dentist and got her dental records and the remains were positively identified as Robin Samso. And this is where Sergeant Jenkins of the LA Times said, I don't think a healthy 12-year-old girl walked 50 miles into the hills and then just laid down and died. Nope. That's not going to happen, guys. Mm-mm. July 7th, the HBPD... Which is the Huntington Beach Police Department, just in case. <laughs> You're so cute when you do it like it's the Just Huntington Beach. I didn't know. Anyway, they, <laughs> the HBPD investigative team 
formed a search to see if they could find any more evidence. Now, they found a shoe by a large bush. They also had two detectives that crawled under that bush. And there they found a, uh, a cane cut knife and some blonde hair. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I know. Dude, I hear you. The soil was saturated with decomposing. Decomposing. I don't know, but if it's decomposing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mouth. Fuck. I'm glad your mouth fucked up because I was starting to get like that sick feeling. In no, the I oil. need my fucking so, mouth to play. That was like, an okay game. time for it to Jesus. fail. Fuck. I, no, listen, Nick. I need my fucking mouth to play. Work. Yeah, I know. The soil was actually saturated with decomposing body material and fluids. And the detectives had pretty much decided, this is it. This is where Robin died. They went down the hill and they found a fingertip. But they think that the animals took that finger. Yeah. Yeah. Because they kind of drug her remains around. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where that bone... That the dude threw it crap up. Yeah. I think it was because it was... Drug away from the actual fucking skeleton. Yeah, because there's no way he's going to pick up a bone off of a full skeleton and toss it and be like, oh, I thought it was a deer. No. In that area, the investigators found and photographed the following items. A one-inch in-diameter manila rope. Hold on, hold on. Brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. Because it's fucking dirty, dude. And when you start thinking about... Like, what happened to this little girl? Like, because my my brain looks at all of the things on this sheet, and why the fuck were they found where well, she was? Well, because where she was was a big party spot. I'll mm. explain that first. So explain there's a it. lot of, you know, when we were in high school, and we used to go to the mountains, and we used to party all the time. Nichols Cabin. And we left. <laughs> I never went there. We left behind a bunch of bullshit because we were assholes this was that kind of that kind of area so the things that they found there was a one inch diam one inch diameter manila rope a gold chain with stars a white cigarette lighter two colt 45 16 ounce beer cans i don't even know what that is i do oh i'm glad oh god i've never had it one three inch piece of bone one inch piece of black material is she was wearing a black shirt if i'm not wrong one blue and yellow left tennis shoe with the following words written in pen around the white rubber edge you know when you used to draw on the rubber oh my edge God. of your this, shoes okay just read it but don't make on tight eye no. contact oh i won't this part this is, makes me sad robin plus ralph karen plus jason robin plus ralph wendy plus alan that just Dude, that's, that's in... like classic little girl yeah Oh, I had that on my shoes all the time. Like I did too. If you knew who I liked, if you want to know who I liked, it was written it was on, on my, my shoe. shoe. Probably on the bottom because I was a chicken shit. But uh, me too. Mine was Angel plus Wes. A large amount of blonde hair matted with leaves, grass, and twigs. Aww. There was also a 12-inch wooden-handled kitchen knife, and found on the blade was blood, hair, and possibly tissue traces. We're going to jump back to Alcala World. Yes. We're going to go Ish. go away from that. Go back to where our fucking nasty ass bitches. Bitches. On July 8th, he told his girlfriend that he wanted to move to Dallas to open his own photography shop. 
He told her he was sick and tired of L.A. and he wanted a change. I wonder why. Fuck. I don't mm. know. Maybe because you're stabbing little girls to death and molesting them. Yeah. She understood and said, and he told her that if it was any good out there, that he would send for her. <laughs> How nice of him. Boy. Not, do you want to come and come with me? No. I'll send for you if it's good. I'll, I'll send a, a wagon. I don't know. Back. Smoke signals. Yeah, smoke signals. Watch for the so smoke signals. Yeah. On July 11th, Sergeant Jenkins, Detective Robinson, and ID technician Tom Rail went to Robin's home to gather some things that she had touched. When they were there, they asked Robin's mother if the gold necklace was that they found out in the woods. Oh, yeah, the one with the stars on it. Yeah, it was hers, yeah. but no, it wasn't. Then they asked about the shoe, and they were like, did she have some blue and yellow tennis shoes and she was like yes yes we did god that would be awful same day july 11th alcala rented a storage room in seattle washington not dallas seattle it's the same right because you know those are on the same sides of the fucking planet right, is it the same i think it's the same or they're right close. next to each other like seattle's I mean, a suburb like of dallas It's only like 2,200 miles away. It's fine. It's a suburb. Totally cool. He moved a bunch of shit into that storage shed and stayed in a hotel for the night. Next day, drove back to L.A., told his girlfriend that he planned to leave for Dallas on the 24th, and he told his friend, Leslie Schneider, that he would be going to Mexico in a few days. However... Neither one of these people knew anything about Seattle. So Seattle's a big fucking sneaky secret. You sneaky snake. Listen, you sneaky little snake. On July 24th, several officers from the HBPD Crime Scene Bureau planned to search Alcala's home and his Datsun, which, by the way, in case we didn't mention it before... He replaced the carpeting on it on June 21st. Oh. The day after Robin went missing. Yep. Funny how that works. Cunt. This fucking guy. Like, I really do want to write to him. Like, I want to understand some things. Anyway, they went to Alcala's house and they did the search. Now, his mother answered the door. He was naked in bed and they woke him up. Great. Wake up, bitch. Hey, put your dick away. Yeah. We gotta search the house. I feel like this could be a wrap. Is that morning wood for me? Put your dick away. Yeah. Sorry. Are you happy mm. to see me? Not sorry. Not sorry. They told him why they were there and he got dressed and they handcuffed him. They took him in for questioning while the other F... Officers. Officers. Officers were searching the house. During the search, Sergeant Jenkins found a receipt for a large storage locker. Guess where? In Seattle. In fucking Seattle. But he couldn't take it yet. He couldn't touch it. So he wrote it down. They also found the same kind of knife that they had found in the woods. The cane cut by Mm -hmm. Robin's body. Mm -hmm. Oh, So... They've got some things. Yeah, they've got some things to look at. Now, they found enough evidence to take him in and told him that... Yeah, he said that he was at Knott's Berry's farm at a job interview for a photographer job. Right. No. No, you fucking weren't. Even if he was, how long does that fucking take? Um, maybe an hour. Maybe. 
What is the longest job interview you've ever fucking had? Not an entire day. Maybe a fucking hour. Maybe. They also felt like they have enough edit. Ev- oh, goodness. They also felt like they had enough evidence and they booked mm-hmm. him into the Huntington Beach jail on a $250,000 bill. That's a fucking... Get him out now, mama. I know. Dude, $250,000 thousand fucking dollar that's still a pretty hefty fucking bail even now yeah so alcala's dear sweet mom still trying to prove his fucking innocence oh this bitch oh i know telling them to check phone records because he called his girlfriend and all kinds of things she and kept police- saying that they had like check our phone records he was on a phone with his girlfriend for 40 minutes or some shit so you still, still have fucking time. what? You still fucking have time. 40 minutes? 40 minutes? Do you know what I can accomplish in 40 minutes? Well, if he was <laughs> only busy for 40 minutes, he still well, has wait, wait, more wait. time in the rest of the day. Where's the, the other, other fucking 23 hours and fucking... So you had a job interview and you've had a phone call. Right. That doesn't take the whole day. No, you literally, maybe... Maybe on a fucking bad day with a lot of fucking traffic, spent five hours doing all of that. And that is a bad day. Yeah. So tell me where the other 21 hours went. Please. Oh, wait. No, there's not 21. I'm a retard. Because if five hours, we'll give him five. So he has 19, 19 hours to account 19 for. hours to do fucked up shit, which he fucking did. Mm-hmm. Even if mom was telling the truth. Yeah. Meow. The police wanted to check out the receipt from the storage unit, and it wasn't there. Now, his mom was like, yeah, I haven't seen it. (laughs) She said that she cleaned out his room, and if they want to check the trash, they're totally okay with that. So, go on out and dig through the scrub. However, Sergeant Jenkins was genius and wrote that shit down. And was like, Mary. Fuck me, no, fuck you. No. So, the police flew to Seattle on July 26th to check out that fucking storage shed. And they found a bunch of earrings, 1,700 photographs, negatives, films, slide. Wait, there was. can even, we take this wait. moment to talk about slides? I forgot slides existed until I read this. And I remember my stepdad would show us his slides my of places he went. My dad a bunch. Do you have the projector? Yeah. Fuck. Slides were so cool. If you don't know what slides were, Google that shit. Uh, Okay, now that we went off that tangent, let's talk about the worst part of this. Okay, so slides. There was even one marked Talia. Talia V.A. Rape. And another one called Ode to New York by John Berger. He fucking kept rape slides. Mm Mm-hmm. Of babies. I don't know if those were slides, films, or what. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't he even care fucking, what it is. Dude, he had him fucking marked as her rape. That's you know, such you know, bullshit. that's that's all you need to fucking know. It was a rape. Yeah. Of a little baby girl. His arraignment was held July twenty sixth. His charges were kidnapping, lewd, or lascivious. Lascivious. Act upon a child under 14, murder, and robbery. 
Of course, this slime ball would plead innocent to all counts. So his, pl- oh Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, uh, fucking planier America. What? <laughs> Preliminary. Sorry, I can't even fucking joke around. His pl. Oh man. Preliminary. Uh, his hearing was set for August 9th, and he was held without bail. Finally, now, motherfucker. Jesus Christ, on a cross God. with Vegemite. Oh, God. Uh, fucking chocolate. <laughs> uh, on August 1st, Marianne Frazier, who was Robin's mom, went to look at all of the earrings that they had. Kate, this Ew. is fucking so sad because I noticed the earrings that your daughters wear. I know. And if I saw those, like, in a and then, cup, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, pick out the ones that she was wearing, I don't think I'd be okay. But now we found his, like, calling card. Right. He takes earrings. Well, because they all, serial killers, take, take. mementos. Mm-hmm. So his... Was earrings. Earrings. So if you look back at Dean Coral, he took IDs. Wasn't that um, David Parker Ray that took he did, IDs? He did. But so did Dean Coral. Oh, did he? I mm-hmm. forgot. Sorry. No, you're fine. But Dean Coral took jewelry and IDs. Ew. What did I say? No. David Parker Ray took jewelry and IDs. Dean Coral took IDs. Yeah. He had a fucking flip box full of... Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, dude. So fuckers. And pictures and earrings, like, come on. It's like they want to get caught, but that's, we all know what that is. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, but so then the mom looks in the box and she finds a fucking pair that belong to her daughter. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So, crepa, crapa, I'm not 100% a hundred per sure. hundred per sure. But when you say... hundred percent sure how to pronounce all of her... Name. Name. When you say crepa, it reminds me of crepes and it makes me hungry. So could we just say crappa because I'm fat? Because then you don't get hungry. Yeah. She goes oh. through the box of earrings and they had a pair that belonged to the daughter. It was her mom's. Oh. That she had borrowed. Because you know how 12-year-olds are. Oh, well, I'm going to fucking take this. So... We'll explain those earrings here in just a moment, too. Mm-hmm. So one pair belonged to Robin's mom. And Crepa was... Crapa, Crepa, Jesus Christ, <laughs> was called in for questioning August 2nd, and she pretty much gummed up the entire project. Fuck. Yeah. Let's get into that. She said she had seen the Dotson, but it was on the seventh or the fourteenth. That's quite a fucking stretch, or something. Like or, I don't or know. Or something. What it was. I I don't I I don't know. Fuck. I, this is because you know that's only a week apart. Yeah. What the fuck? So. So sorry. They asked if maybe it was the twentieth or the twenty-first, and she was like, "No, no, that wasn't it." God. It could have been the 7th, could have been the 14th, but was it the 20th or the 21st? Yeah. No. 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 De- no definitely no, they, not. No, definitely not. Oh, no. I'd remember that day. Because, no. you know, the 7th between the 14th is quite a stretch. But <laughs> no, it wasn't that. No. 
no. On August 7th, Krapa was brought in for questioning yet again. And this time she said that it was the 21st. Funny how that works. She also said that she didn't know anything about the body until July 2nd. When they found the the bones. The bones? The bones. Oh, Fergus, they found the bones. No, I was doing the Midwestern. Oh, the bones? Oh, Oh, my God, Tom. Did you see the bones? (laughs) I want to get the Midwestern accent down. She saw bones. 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 Didn't want to own up to anything on the 21st, but that's where she later admitted... And so, but then this is where we are. The plot thickens. Yeesh. Yeesh. On August 14th, the public defender that had designed, 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 is that a fucking word? Have you been designed to this case? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Assigned to the case for Akala, Alcala. Um, was removed from the case because someone told him that Alcala confessed to Sam So's murder and abduction to three fucking inmates Mm -hmm. so he ratted him fucking self out the three inmates he confessed to confess confess we're gonna confess jesus christ (laughs) so we're gonna confess to these murders to three different people that were fucking holed up with in shithole jail but they were also being represented these these three guys were also being represented by the same fucking lawyer. L- lawyer. Stropel. Yeah, so they said that was a conflict. They said that was a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. John Barnett was appointed to the case and trying to get a different date for the preliminary hearing so he had more time to study the case. Mm-hmm. The hearing for Robin's case started September 1979 where Krapa would yet she told like a whole nother version of the fucking tale. Why correct? wouldn't she? Yeah. Why, why? Why? So she told a whole nother version of the fucking story. Now the judge set his trial date for October fourth, where he tried for he was going to be he tried uh, Rodney for kidnapping and murder. Murder. Mm -hmm. Murder. Murder. He also had his court date for Monique Hoyt. He was being tried for rape and assault with intent to commit great bodily harm. But Hoyt didn't show up because she was afraid to testify against him. So mm. he got off like the slippery snake he is. A little, snake, a little snark. Yes, I don't blame snake. him though. Like when a, when a young female or a young, even male... Like, victim doesn't want to face their attacker. Well, like, I get that. And she was like a roamer, too. She was, we know that she's she's been hitchhiking. Kind of like a little like gypsy. Roaming. Yeah, a gypsy. That was the word I was gypsy looking soul. for. Mm-hmm. So, maybe she was like, didn't know it was the date. Maybe she didn't want to go testify. We don't know yet. On February 15th, the judge ruled that his prior charges for Talia, Julie, Monique, and Ellen Hoover would be allowed into evidence, which is a big fucking thing because for the prosecution, that's a huge deal because they have that he's already done that and they're going to allow that in his trial. The trial began on March 6th. The morning of the trial, Robin's mother did what I would fucking do if it was the 70s and there weren't fucking metal detectors. 
She put mm-hmm. a twenty-five caliber pistol in her purse for the trial. A twenty-five? Yeah, is I that don't a thing? know what that is. I looked. What the fuck is that? I looked at it. Sorry, on the book I... a million times, and I, it really yeah. says a twenty-five. Point two five automatic Colt pistol rifle. A uh, uh, Colt pistol, not rifle. I'm retarded, but it's a semi-rimmed, straight-walled centerfire pistol. I gotcha. Uh, automatic? That's not gonna fucking fly. We don't get to have automatic weapons here. It's the 1970s. It's the late 1970s and you're in California. Okay, fair enough. It was considered a ladies gun. There you go. Finger quotes. That's why she had it, because she was a single mom. Yeah, no, it's, uh, says, (laughs) if you can help it, a character might be a better off person with a handgun with more bite than a .25 caliber. Last week's post was about the .25 caliber ladies gun, which was used in the James Bond movies. James uh, Bond movies. That's funny. I didn't even know that was a thing. I guess if you aim at the right spot, you can at least slow him down without killing him. I don't know. I don't know. That's fucking bizarre. Anyway, she packed this pistol in her purse for hmm. the trial. I would do the same goddamn thing. If I could get away with it, you can guarantee there'd be a forty-five in my fucking purse. Mm-hmm. Or a thirty-eight, because that's what I have. <laughs> a thirty-eight, a forty. When they brought him out, she knew she could shoot him for where she from where she was, because she wasn't that far away, and she knew she could kill him, but she wanted to see what he was going to say in his trial. She just had it there for that moment that if he pissed her it. off, like, fucking, fuck you. I would do the same thing. Oh, and yeah. there's not a mother out there, I doubt, that would... no do any different no this guy killed your daughter your baby girl you if you could haul a gun to the trial didn't just kill her raped her well we don't know they can't they don't have evidence of that because her body was so decayed but we all know that he did we We, all know know that he strangled her and he raped her you know he did we all know that I'd fucking shoot him in the eye too in the eye right in the eye would Seamus shoot him in the eye Seamus fucking (laughs) shoot him (laughs) Jesus Christ. In the trial, the first witness was Crappa. Now, over the last few months, Crappa has suffered from a nervous breakdown because of what she found. Like, she had a full-blown... She didn't know what was real, what was fake. Like, she had it. She went into... She talked to Art Droz about it. And they knew, but they tried to get her to where she knew what was real and what was fake from what she found. But, of course, all of that is on record so they have that for her having a nervous breakdown well of course this was brought up by the defense attorney because he knows that she's had it however she was still used in the trial now her story has changed three times already so hopefully this time she was going to tell the truth of what actually happened if she knows what that is she told i don't know that's the problem she told them about seeing Alcala steering Robin on the 20th and then seeing him covered in dirt on the 21st. She also told them about going to investigate three days later. There she told them that she saw the body that was bloated, missing hands and feet, and was decapita- decapitated with part of the face missing. She said that she had also seen a blue and yellow tennis shoe, shorts, a t-shirt, and tire tracks. There was no knife there. They asked if the man that she saw there was... Or she asked if the man that she saw that day was in the courtroom, and she said yes and pointed out Alcala and said that, yeah, he's right there by the defense attorney. This is the guy. 
Then she had said she gone she had gone back on the 29th, and when she went back that time, she saw something <coughs> shiny that could have been a knife, but she wasn't sure. The body was missing an arm. The clothes and shoe were still there, but there was six 22 shells, 22 shells laying there that she had picked up and threw away. Why? This is one of the what parts the that she doesn't know if it's real or not. That's or did part. you make it up? She yeah. doesn't know she made it up. Yeah, she doesn't know she made it up. Why the fuck would you pick up 22 up. shells and throw them away? I, especially around a body. Like, fucking call yeah, someone. That's fucking evidence. Oh, God. Good God. All Robin's right. mother was brought to the stand after her. They asked about the pair of earrings that we talked about previously. They asked her if the pair was hers. She said yes. They were an inexpensive pair of earrings that had broken so i think there was a little dingle because they were gold balls and she had she had clipped off part of the other earring because one broke Mm -hmm. so she clipped off the other one to match so they could be worn as just gold posts uh she asked if robin had ever borrowed them and she said yes next Mm. an orange county inmate by the name of robert j dove was taken to the stand he said that he overheard alcala tell another inmate say that he had he, that he had slapped Robin unconscious, but he had never stabbed or shot her. Dove said that Alcala later told him, quote, nobody seen me take her and they would never convict me without the body and the bike and they would never find the bike. Fucking, Fucking confident uh, right uh, there. Ugh. Son of a bitch. Right. Michael Herrera was the inmate that Dove overheard Alcala talking to took the stand next and he said Alcala told him once Robin realized she wasn't that he wasn't taking her to ballet so he must have pulled the hey let me drive you to ballet class that she started freaking out and screaming and wanted to get out of the car Alcala asked her if she had ever posed nude and she started crying and he started slapping the shit out of her Alcala, Alcala told him it was quote a weird situation and a trip what a fucking cunt. Just in case you don't hate him. Like, if you don't hate him enough... We'll go ahead and make it so you do. Let, let's go ahead and move into the part of this story where you fucking hate him a whole fucking bunch. All of the Let hates. me tell you why. It was a trip. It was a trip. It was a weird situation. It was a weird situation. Are you, you, you fucking absconded with a child and then you proceeded to smack her around when she didn't comply with your demands and it was a fucking trip so apparently when people start screaming is when he loses his shit because he did that with julie before the 13 year old that he took i kind of want to do a um a clockwork orange where you like put him in situations and force them to watch things that they enjoy while giving them medication that makes them fucking ill so that like fucks with him no kidding i kind of want to do that yeah some more I know that that's weird and like cruel no. and unusual punishment or whatever, no. but I kind of want to do it. Not kind of. I do. I do. I would. Well, he's uh, still alive, so you can. So, but then if they would let me, I could, but they won't. No. No. He said that he decided to take Robin to the mountains since she was unconscious. He had left the bike at a drugstore or like some kind of thrift store. And because he thought the police couldn't find it there, that's like he was well, like, "Well, because somebody no will deal. probably steal it." So he's yeah, like, no, no big deal. Find it. Yeah, no big deal. I'm just gonna fucking leave this right here, and somebody will fucking run away with it. Not a big deal. He also stated that 
Alcala denied shooting or stabbing her. Which is very believable because in the last few, he really didn't. No, he was a strangler. Mm-hmm. And so that wouldn't No, he liked to hit him the on MO. the head, strangle him, and rape mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So it wouldn't have fit the M.O. Yeah. However, there was a knife there. There was So that. we don't know. We don't know. The trial went through April, and the... Goddamn defense attorney asked the judge for a motion to dismiss all the charges because the government had failed to prove its case. What the fuck? Right. Luckily, the motion was denied. However, the judge did drop the charge of performing lewd and lascivious acts on a minor. And uh, these were children under the age of 14. Yeah, because... Is, are, the, are the charges. They said that he doesn't have enough... There wasn't enough evidence of molestation. So if you go back into finding, like, Robin's body, they couldn't determine yeah, whether or not far. she had been fucking molested mm-hmm. because it the body was decayed too far. Yeah, so they'll never know that. Thank God for her mom to not have to know that for a fact, but you know that thought is in her head. Oh, fucking forever. Like, that... You know that. Considering how he's killed everybody else, she knows what happened. Over time, now we're we're moving moving forward. Moving forward. Over time, there were many different people brought in to testify, including Alcala's sister and girlfriend. His sister said that he was at her house on the 20th, and the girlfriend said that he had called her at the times he was supposedly killing Robin. So, was that accurate or no? No, who knows? Because we don't really have a time that he killed her. Nobody really knows. No. So, the defense spent a lot of time trying to... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Discredit. Yeah, discredit. uh, Crapa. Crapa. Stop saying crepe. It seriously makes me hungry. Crapa. She can be a crapa. Yeah. Because, you know, her and her fucking three different fucking stories. Right. Um, the final arguments took place on April 28, 1980. Barnett, the defense attorney, started off by saying that Alcala was a bad man and said he was bad, but he, he didn't kill Robin Samso. But Raped, murdered, kidnapped. He's a bad man, but he didn't do this one. Yeah, no, this one? This one's out of fucking the ordinary. How? How does that work? So, April 29th was the first day of deliberation. Now, Robin's mother was still carrying a loaded gun into the court every single day. This, this I, fucking makes woman me did, happy. Oh, my God. My, I'm fucking sal- fiergas. I'm, I'm salivating. Fucking, I'm fucking salivating. April 30th, the verdict was reached. Now, when the, when the jury was asked how they find the defendant regarding the first-degree murder charge with use of a deadly weapon. They said... Can I get a drum roll? (laughs) Guilty! Joy to the world! This bitch is guilty. Sorry, I just went Christmas vacation on you. I knew exactly what But it was just as good as those fucking lights turning on. This bitch is guilty. Guilty. Uh, Next, the jury was asked how they found the defendant on one count of forcible kidnapping. And then, can I get a drum roll? I can't drum roll. Guilty! The courtroom was out of control. They were like cheering and hugging and blah, blah, blah. Well, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, they were excited. They like they like it. I like it a lot. So excited! I'm so excited. So, um, Alcala's mom told the defense attorney that she was like, "The def- the, the the jury's wrong. The f- you guys are all fucking wrong." She was crying. Tell me, tell me how we're wrong. She was crying, and she told the defense attorney that she's not upset that he was guilty. She was upset that the jury was wrong, and that this was such an unjust system. Okay, so, but if she's admitting that he did do it. No, she's saying that he didn't. Oh. But that's not why she's crying. She's crying over the system being so unjust. Oh. Oh, let me tell you how I do not care. How bad do we feel for you, bitch? Um, do you want Ivan to start driving? Yeah, do you? Let me tell you, in Mother Russia, jury fucks you. (laughs) Like, come on. I don't know how many fucks I give about your feeling, Mrs. Alcala's mom. No, for real. Zero. Zero. No fucks. Look into the field of where I grow my fox. And see that thine field is barren. <laughs> and that there are no fox to be harvested. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. Okay. So, Marianne Fraser took took her gun into the courtroom for 11 and a half weeks and nobody knew. Nobody. She's a gangster bitch. Fucking sneaky. So, on May 7th, 1980, Rodney Alcala was sentenced to... No more drum rolls. No more drum rolls. And four hours into deliberation, they were like, yep, let him die. Die. Die, bitch. Go ahead and let Rodney die. That little fucker should be stabbed. So, when the verdict was given, Robin's mom screamed, All right! And then started sobbing. That gave me chills when you said that. Could you fucking... Could you? Could you imagine? Do you want me to give you new chills in a different way? Yes. Akala showed zero emotion. Surprise me fucking less. No. No. Because he was a fucking creep. Judge Schwab set June 20th as the sentencing date. That's one year, literally, after Robin went missing. How ironic is that? For real. When the jurors were interviewed after the case, they said they they were all together in his guilt. So when they had to decide if he was guilty, everybody was together. The part that they were split about was the death penalty. Why can't penalty? I say penalty? I've said that three Why, times I, now. What was the word I couldn't say? You can't say preliminary, preliminary, and I can't say penalty. 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 We're, we're going to call it a penalty from now on. <laughs> preliminary penalty. They were split about the death penalty because they didn't want to be responsible for putting someone to death. Like, they knew Fuck he that. was guilty, but they didn't really... They didn't want to. No, that would be. be I'd be jumping up and down like oh, a fucking would kid too. on crack. There would be that, that one. Kill it. Die. <laughs> die, bitch. Die. Days later, when mother's when when mother's Robin. Days later, when Robin's mother was interviewed, she said that Alcala was blowing kisses to her across the mm. fucking courtroom. Quote: I thought I was going to lose my mind. I thought I was going crazy. You know. And I, th- and I reached into my purse and I was going to grab it, you know, and I thought 
I can't do this. She put her hand on that fucking gun. She did. She was oh. ready to shoot him in the fucking head. And nobody would goddamn blame her for it. Because I would no. Are you... F- I would have five that you bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? I would have... You know what? If there weren't other people sitting around him that did not deserve to die... I probably would have fired off every fucking shot. You but need to make sure you're really good with your shot. Yeah, so no, you I'm don't just saying there's people. like innocent people around that piece of shit. So she talked about how many times she thought about shooting him. The only thing that kept her from doing it was the thought that Robin would be upset with her for leaving her other three siblings without a mother because she yeah. would go to prison or a loony bin or whatever they ended up put her in. Right. Here's the fun part. Hmm. When the, There's a fun part? There is a fun part. All right. When the prosecuting attorney, Farnell, was asked if he was pleased with the outcome, he said he wasn't sure if death was sufficient. He said mm-hmm. he thinks there are probably more crimes that they didn't know about and that he was probably a serial killer. Oh, you don't fucking So that say. prosecuting attorney knew he wasn't fucking like, no. stupid. Because he wants to dead. make sure like, that they fuck. get he gets tried for everything. everything. And that he lives with all of his guilt of knowing that people know that what he did. The that will probably leave me with nightmares though. Mm-hmm. Death isn't, isn't sufficient. sufficient. It's not. That would make a really good name for a song. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. You know how we always talk about the death penalty and we're like, if they're convicted and they confess, then they should die. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about that, I overthink about that. Why do they get to die? Let them live in a suffering bullshit life that sucks. Okay, forever. only if it's like some cell block ninety nine type shit. You don't because... get to go out in the yard and play ball no, with everybody because, else. Because but you don't get to play we basketball. We still have to fucking feed them and take care that's of them. That's the part. And our that's money. the reason I want them to die is because I don't Did, want to. I don't want have to you have watched to block ninety nine yet. No. <gasps> is that the one with Vince, Vince Vaughn? Vaughn? I want to see it. When June 20th came around, the judge said he is a man of depraved character, but he is able to appreciate the difference between right and wrong. That was a quote from the judge. Alcala was sentenced to death in the gas gas chamber. He was sent to San Quentin prison and no date was set for the execution. This is where we're going to leave you for this week. I'm sorry, but there's more amazing fucking trials. Wait. Next week. There's more. There's more fuckery. Just because you think that this is ending on a good note, we're going to fuck your feelings again next week. A lot I'm going to need you guys to work on your pullout game because you're getting fucked. Yeah, get a condom. (laughs) We're getting ready. No. Well, we'll wear the condom. I don't want your fucking diseases, but we're going to fuck your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I just implied that everyone had diseases. Yeah, you did. That wasn't very nice, but I'm a germaphobe. (laughs) Our sneaky snake. Sneak has finally been convicted of a murder instead of just getting a slap on the wrist. Yes. We know he killed Robin, but we're not exactly sure how he did it. Thank God, because I don't want to know. I really don't, I don't fucking want to know. Her murder all the way around you know fucked with my brain. Of? You know what he fucking reminds me of? What? Roger Strunk. We're going to leave you there. We're going to leave we'll it hanging there. We'll have more trial. More trial. More trial. More feelings fucked. More feelings. However, if you would like to get some sweet merch... Like the hoodie I was wearing today that yes. says Color Me Dead Yeesh. podcast. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. You should go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com or you can go to redbubble.com backslash people backslash colormedeadpod. 
They both have some kick-ass shit. Tom is working on more designs for us. He says he's got one almost done, and there's more on the way. Yes, so thank you, Tom Kusek. Kusek! Kusek! (laughs) It sounds like a dangerous karate move. A Kusek! It really does. I'm going to pull the Kusek on you. (laughs) The Kusek! Go away! Yes! Sorry. Uh, From... Horrid taste. Thank you very much. He's done some way cool shit for us. Yes. And, and he'll continue to do more. Oh. Get your signature Gory Gal bath bomb and much more at the Purple Lotus. Yes. You go to thepurplelotusonline.com and use the code DEADPOD at checkout and you'll get 15% off. They have all kinds of shit. Not just our bath bombs, which our bath bombs are the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> but they have plenty more. Yes. Plenty more stuff. Go check them out online. Um, also, we want to reach out and let you guys know about our friend Nancy Abercrombie. Um, she does Damsel in Defense, and she was one of our big sponsors for the meet and greet mm-hmm. for uh, February. So we wanted to continue pushing her information. Please reach out to her at area code 303-960-7343. Or you can go to her website, which is www.mydamselpro.net slash pronancy. And they've got things like pepper spray. I have their pepper spray. So do I. And I also have a stun gun that you can get. And we definitely encourage you to... Reach out to her. And this is relevant because all these ladies <laughs> in this right? episode, well, in, in this series, should have had one for old dick bag. <laughs> the bag of dicks. That's Rodney Alcala. Bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so while we've got you still, we're going to talk about Patreon just a little bit more so you guys understand what it does, what it goes to, if you want to donate, whatever. All the money that we've gotten for our Patreon Patreon subscribers has gone directly back into the podcast. We've bought books. We've bought ink. We've bought paper. We got a new computer. We got new editing software. We want to keep growing and making the podcast awesome. And the way that we do that is from our amazing Patreon. So you guys think... Thank the Patreons for thank y'all for the the new upgrade in the sound quality because there's no fucking way we could have done it without them. And it's a lot. Yeah. Guys. Lots of money. So if you want to donate, you go to www.patreon.com backslash color me dead. You can download the Patreon app. Those of you that are our patrons and don't have your don't have the app, go download it. We try to interact with you. We'll we'll put extra shit on there. We'll put random weird posts. But I'm going to let you know what the rewards are if you sign up. So if you start out at the first tier, which is the murder pup, it's a dollar. That's your pledge to us. Once a month, and it gets charged on the first of the month. Mm-hmm. You get stickers, and we send you Patreon-exclusive stickers as well. And we do that randomly. At the random? At the random. Yes. Um, so far, we've sent out the Ed Gein, and we also, oh, and thank you so much, Kagan. Kagan designed those. Kagan Brighton book. Kagan. Kagan, uh, who de- designed the. Designed gini- them. Designed the Gini Weenie. 
Um, we've also done the Krampus and Trick or Treat, which was done. What was that little guy's name? I can't think of his Sam. name. Sam. Sam. I've never seen it. Krampus and oh Sam. My God. Hold on. we got to tell him that we just sent out the Could You Not stickers oh. to our Patreon. So, but can we thank Kelly Van Bookout? The Kraken Rose. For we're, the could you not? We're going to make it. I'm going to take a sidestep here. We're going to make it so you guys, oh, the other people that want them, because we've had a lot of people ask for them, other people that want them, we're going to make it so you can get them, and we will let you know how soon. However, it got shut down a little bit this week because I had a really shitty, I had to get an epidural steroid injection in my neck, and it went fucking wrong, and I haven't been able to use my arms for, like, a lot of days now. So... Things got slowed down for a moment, but I swear to God, we'll have them all up soon so that you can buy it. We'll let you know because we've had so many people ask how they can get that sticker. And we'll get more if Kelly will help us get more. <laughs> and we'll pay she for She said them. she would. Yes, I know. we will. I know. You don't have to buy them. We will buy them. Um, we also have the next tier. Hold on. As in addition to the shout out every month that you get for the $1, you will have access to Patreon exclusive merchandise by... Horrid taste, which is all handmade shit. Yeesh. Handmade, screen printed, awesome shit. The next tier is the Schkin Schnack. And Schkin Schnack? Yes, Schkin is an S H. Just so you know, Schkin. it's not an S K, it's an S H K. Schkin Schnack. Schkin Schnack. Put it in the box. Schkin. For it's it, shave me five... from my shelf. <laughs> shave me from my shelf. It's $5. On this level, you get everything that we mentioned in the last level. Plus, you get a Color Me Dead lanyard, and you'll get random audio throughout the month. Yish. Um, our next tier is the Murder Muppets. <laughs> and the Murder Muppets is a $10 pledge. You get all the previous rewards. You also get a Color Me Dead water bottle that was designed by Horrid Taste. Thank you, Tom Kusek. 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 Um, you also get a signed picture. That was designed also by Horrid Taste, and they are quite lovely, if I do say so myself. I mean, I look good in it. I'm just saying. I think I'm pretty. Yeah. You know, just so you know. We both look fucking amazing. Um, and you can also help us pick a topic for a mini-sode. Anybody that's a $10 Patreon at this time, and you have not picked a mini-sode, which is fucking all of you, <laughs> let us know what you want. Yeah, this is fuck up to you. you. Lazy sons of bitches. We'll put out mini sodes whenever the fuck you want if you give us some goddamn direction. You know what? It's like that uh, <laughs> that movie, Do- Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. I keep telling them every year take the goddamn Frida picture down, you lazy sons of bitches. <laughs> Yeesh. 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 We have the wolf pack for our next one. Next tia. Tia. It's $20. At $20, you get all of the previous awards, plus you get your name in the show notes as a Wolfpack member. You get a Color Me Dead t-shirt, and you'll get merch from Threadless at our cost. And if you decide to be one of the most gangster motherfuckers out there, like Tiffany or Clinton, then you are part of our alpha dog, and that's 50 bucks. You get all of the previous awards... Plus a Color Me Dead hoodie, and you get your name on the show, and you get to choose an episode. You have an episode of your choice, and if you want to be on it, you, you can, can be, be on, on it. it. You can be a geese. A geese. A geese. 
a geest. Do you know what we haven't been saying lately? A steakers for our listeners. Oh, you fucking all them steakers for all, our listeners? All Patreons get a steaker for steakers. our listeners. I'm excited for everybody to get um, the mail that I sent out. I know I was, some people are getting it already. I know. I'm pretty excited because I put little notes on the back. You did. I'm lame funny. as fuck. I just put all the shit in the envelopes and gave it to you. No, I, I put well, you, I the put the shit in it and I put the I put the yeah, address no, on like, and then you did the cool shit. <laughs> no, you did the best part. I just scribbled on the back and fuck. I was put watching Lost wax on during it, so if anyone's name is spelled wrong, it's because I was Nikki into was watching some shit. Lost. So <laughs> no, actually, that. I was listening to. Um, Last podcast on the left about Jonestown. That's actually what I was doing. Hey, it's Flavor Aid, just so you know. It's not Kool Aid. It's not fucking Kool Aid. Fucking Kool Aid. Fucking Kool Aid, Chucky. <laughs> fucking Chucky. Fucking Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Well, okay. I'm going to give you our Patreon again, just in case. www.patreon.com <laughs> backslash color me dead podcast the fucking the way you spelled sweden here at the end oh sweden. god i always spell it wrong oh i always god. spell it like that and autocorrect usually fixes it all right sorry don't forget to check us out on facebook we have yes. our facebook page which is color me dead podcast yes we have and our the fa- and group the, uh group sorry. everybody Yeesh. join our group just so you motherfuckers know there's going to be a facebook um giveaway soon Yeesh. so stay tuned for that we also have Instagram. Yes, at Color Me Dead Podcast and uh, Instagram. Twitter. We already said Instagram. We need the Twitter. It, we, shut it. <laughs> we need the Twitter. God damn it, Farrah. Shut your fucking mouth. Farrah said the, the Instagram, I, I am on Instagram quite a bit, and I use a lot of personal stuff on there as well, so you guys will get a lot of um, recipes. Insights. <laughs> um, I'm I trying. I get better. I'm getting better at Instagram, but fuck, I forget. Sherry. Sherry. If you yeah, want you me, you can follow Gory Nikki. Yes. At Gory Nikki. And you can do the same thing on Twitter. It's Gory underscore Nikki, right? I don't know. I think it is. It's, I think. It's at Gory underscore Nikki. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is Color Me Dead Pod. And you can also follow Gory underscore Nikki. No, on Twitter, I'm in tune. No. Yeah. Okay. I think you're. I don't know. Do you think I know my own social media? I don't know. I know that my fucking chucky, fucking chucky. I know how to get on my Facebook. I don't know about the Twitter or the Instagram. We do a lot of Facebook and um. Yeah, if you want me, who is Nikki, Nikki. go to Facebook. The rest, I'm kind of stupid. It's not that I don't want to be on there. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm slow. Um, no, I'm not saying I'm pretty slow. I'm saying that I make up for my stupidity I'm, with my I'm, looks. I'm pretty, but I'm fucking slow. It's like my dad. You are the goddamn dumbest smart kid I ever met. Yes. And it makes me happy because that is a fucking varsity blues quote. I know. You're the dumbest smart You're kid I You're the dumbest fucking met. smart kid I know. So. But can we. Oh, we talked about that Facebook thing, right? Facebook contest. I'm going to give you just the tip of what you may win on this Facebook contest. Mm -hmm. Surreal Sweden headphones. From the Surreal Sweden, there's more to go with it. But that's, I'm just giving you the tip. Don't let Fergus take over your inner thoughts. And steal out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Fuck. Jesus Christ, fuck. How you doing? My name is PJ. I'm from the BickerBots podcast. BickerBots podcast is basically what happens when you take a Republican, a Libertarian, and a Liberal and sit them all in front of the mics and discuss current events and uh, most pop culture. Would it be cheating to bang a smoking hot sex robot? Pack, please answer because I need to know. Oh, you need to know? (laughs) So we here at the BickerBots podcast feel everyone's special, even the gingers. I'm going to apologize to all the ginger listeners at this time. Ray Ray's a stout racist. You just said they should be 50% off at the adoption homes. <laughs> just saying. We care about worldly issues like our brothers down under and their sex crazed koala bears. Koala chlamydia and all time high and is spreading. Bro, get them koalas some fucking rubbers. Doesn't Here's the Bickerbots podcast. We don't judge people based on their sexuality. Feline, not, not all of them, but but it's their version. It's not like so they have. Version. Okay, huh? Interesting. Oh, you're starting to think about all them catchment fucking, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to the Bestiality episode. That was quite interesting conversation, let me tell you. Uh, there's nothing interesting about it. It's just man, beast, love. love. Exactly. <laughs> well, if you like what you heard, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, basically any platform you can download a podcast on. 